Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from howtodrawcomics.net with another episode of the HTDC podcast. Today on the show, we'll be joined by special guest artist Mark Brunet. Without giving too much away, Mark has led a remarkable path throughout his career, from being a comic book illustrator in his early days to later working on some of the biggest video games in the world, and ultimately creating QBrush, an online marketplace where artists can learn a variety of creative disciplines across multiple industries. Mark, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. It's an honor to, ha it's an honor to have you here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, so for those out there who might not have heard about you, Mark, would you mind giving us a short intro? I hate sure. to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. Uh, yeah, thanks Thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to chat. Um, so a short intro, I, um, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's probably going to be very similar to a lot of, a lot of different artists out there, but... I'm sure same same as you probably, but uh, yeah, I started uh, you know started doing art when I was when I was a little kid. Uh, feels like I've always drawn, um, and that's you know that passion kind of never never died off. It just got stronger and stronger over the years, and uh, I've you know I've essentially built a career on that. Um, so as as a uh, yeah as I was as I was. Uh, growing up through like high school, I think that's really when I start to realize that that might have that might be something where I can actually you know make make money. Because uh, when I was when I was younger, uh, you know jobs in arts they were it was kind of like the transition between you know kind of like old school um, you know like traditional artists or like uh, or commercial artists were the the types of people that would do like uh, you know like posters and stores and things like that and it was kind of the transition between that time and the digital the digital age and so i initially you know as, as i was getting older and older i realized that yeah this is starting to become you know like a viable option and it was it took a while until until I knew for sure what I wanted to do. But uh, yeah, in my early days, I was just just focusing on drawing. That was uh, drawing, uh, and then eventually coloring with Photoshop, and that's that's kind of how it started. And I had uh, you know throughout kind of uh, my my young years uh, a big presence online. So you know as soon as I I, uh, I found that I could connect with other people that way, other artists, because I didn't know that many um, you know personally. And as soon as I discovered like forums online and like websites like DeviantArt, that's when it would, that's when it really became, uh, yeah, like the, my, my thing, right? So that's something that I could, I could do uh, for a living, actually. I started doing commissions on DeviantArt and making a little bit of money on the side and kind of like, uh, yeah, how you introduced, you know, starting to, uh, to uh, get offers for, uh, for digital, uh, for painting uh, comics. So, you know, it was, <laughs> didn't pay that well. Uh, it was my first gig. So, you know, I was, I was just happy to be able to do it. Uh, but yeah, we get, you know, a bunch of pages and yeah, color that and, and it kind of worked out. So I did more and more of that and eventually got, uh, got scouted by, uh, by a small studio in, uh, in Montreal where I'm from and uh, for, for a game dev position. So at the time I was, I was in school um, studying science and uh, that's definitely not what I wanted to to do. It's <laughs> something that my parents just, you know, yeah, you know, they for not forced me, but yeah, kind of, I guess, um, as a as a backup plan, you know, in case my my art thing doesn't work out uh, for them, it's really important that I I have you know a good I finish high school uh, for sure and then go to college and study science, something that I could maybe turn into like an engineering job eventually if if something happened. Um, yeah. 
but thankfully, you know, I got a job offer. So I just got out there like peace out school. Don't need you anymore. And um, yeah, like the game dev position was something that I didn't really think about. Uh, but I guess my art kind of just was a good match for that. So yeah, I was scouted and then started working in the industry and then uh, the rest. Uh, the rest is yeah, history. Blizzard and then <laughs> exactly the rest and then Blizzard and then QBrush and then there we go. Yeah. Present. There's so much to talk about. It sounds like you've been on, on quite a journey, Mark, along well, <laughs> throughout your career, trying out multiple things from initially like possibly thinking that you were going to become a scientist to sticking with the art and, and what you're truly passionate about, going from the comic yeah. books to the video games to the teaching. I mean, that's a, quite a few transitions, but all around something that you're passionate about. What, how like how about you? When when did you start to like really make you know make money doing art? What, what age were you? Uh, what age was I? I was in my my probably slightly later teens, probably about sixteen. Okay, no, so actually, it must have been later than that. I would say maybe after I even left high school, probably around eighteen, nineteen, I think. But did you know what you wanted to do? Did you know that it was like comics was your thing from early on? Well, I was actually quite torn uh, because when I left high school, I went to study a video games course and okay. I got really bought into the opportunities that uh, video games were presenting at the time because mm -hmm. that industry was just really taking off and comic books seemed like something which was would have been really, really great to get into but not as, vi as a viable of an option. It wasn't really re a realistic career path at that point because the comic book industry had kind of taken a huge dip from where it was. So just listening to your path that you've gone through as an artist, jumping onto DeviantArt, drawing ever since you were a kid, it, it really resonates with me because I feel like I went through the same emotions uh, as, an, as an artist growing up. And uh, I remember for me, it was when I was in high school, I discovered uh, conceptart.org. Do you mm -hmm. remember that, that forum? Yeah. Yep, yep. And, uh, I never really was that active on there, but yes, I know exactly what that is. Yeah, and I think it was just finding uh, artists on there and the earlier tutorials and courses that were around back then. And when I could see some of what these artists were doing, I was just blown away. And I'm like, well... Because I could have went with anything. I could have been a, a 3D modeler. I could have been a 3D sculptor. I could have been a concept artist. And I loved all of it. And I really had to make that hard choice of just sticking with the comic books because I found that to be the most challenging and the the most fulfilling. Like, if you could draw comic books, you could almost draw anything, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was, yeah. I was just going to say that, you know, like, back back then... Tutorials weren't really, I mean, there was like, you know, like the Nomen workshop tutorials kind of thing, but yep. that was pretty much it, right? Like uh, something, at least something that's accessible. And those weren't really accessible because it's pretty expensive and especially for, you know, for kids uh, learning arts. So yeah, like finding the path, I think was maybe more challenging back then because you didn't really have much information at all about, about anything. Yeah. Like what career, what career path to take, or what what path to take to to lead to that particular career? I know mm -hmm. that I was, I ended up in science, and it was partially, you know, my parents, but also partially the school counselor. So they didn't know anything. <laughs> they just like, well, go go into science, and then you might become a 
as uh, uh, what was it? Uh, a computer scientist or a computer uh, engineer, and then become a 3D artist. So yeah, exactly. You know, it's just, <laughs> it was yeah. the start. Nobody knew anything, so it took a while. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's funny. Um, you know, for up until this year, I'd been teaching for the past uh, eight years in, mm -hmm. in various tastes and, and unis and stuff. And of course, when my parents heard about that, they were very proud and and, and happy about it. But then uh, when I told them that, you know what, I think I'm just going to focus on, on my website, How to Draw Comics, which they never really understood or, or I guess yeah. ca cared that much about. They cared about the, that I was a teacher and that they could be, you know, they understood that and they could be proud of that. Yeah. And I think there is this um, association to artists where people on the outside kind of wonder, you know, what, what is this person doing in their spare time exactly? Are they just wasting time? Are they, is there a, are they making money from this? Is there an actual realistic career that can be made from it? Yeah, I would say even artists feel this way towards other artists, you know, like beginner artists. Yeah, you don't really point. know you know, unless, unless somebody teaches you directly or unless, unless you really look for it, it's not like, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to figure out. Yeah, totally. Well, that, that's a good lead into, to a, to a question. Um, where, what do you think the opportunities are for artists these days, Mark? Do you think they've improved from where they once were? Do you think if, yes. if you want to be an yeah, artist in the industry? There's so, so many ways to, to monetize your art now. I mean, just, uh, you know, just being able to sell, just being able to monetize your, your, your fame is already huge for artists, you know, like uh, just, uh, you know, Instagram influencers, I'm not saying to become an, an, an Instagram influencer, but just the fact that you can money, that you can monetize your, your, just that, you know, your fame, the fact that people look at your art, I think it's huge for artists because that's essentially what we're working towards our entire lives pretty much as artists you know we want more and more people to look at our stuff um and so you know websites like uh well like qbrush is a good one or patreon or uh or like etsy if you're more into like traditional stuff um uh, and then there's game game dev positions there's so many of them games are just getting bigger and bigger there are more and more studios and so there are just more and more positions open and then there's uh yeah like trading card games that's another cool one i uh, can do um yeah, like freelance for different companies for for different promotional promotional things uh, i mean yeah, comics coloring comics doing commissions for you know when you're starting so it's almost now you have like a really really good range of of things that you can tackle throughout your career you know like you might start with something a little bit more simple like uh, yeah like doing commissions for uh, for individuals if they like your characters or or they think that you might be able to draw their characters in a cool style then they might pay you for that and after that yeah it just there's always something next 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 so it's definitely definitely a lot better than <laughs> than back then um totally do you still do some freelancing from time to time mark i oh it's i'm very very selective it's super rare like maybe once a year kind of thing it'll yeah. be when uh you know like if, if a big company asks me i can really say no so i'll do it then so last year it was for Deviant Art. It was like a promotional thing they were doing the the year before. I think it was for Wacom. Uh, but yeah, it's like a once a year thing. So really, not, not really. Um, yeah. I just don't have time. That's all. Yeah, I mean, totally. You know, <laughs> you know and, how it is. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very much the same. If something is is fun and 
there's a certain amount of uh, appeal to to the project there's maybe a, a consideration for it but otherwise yeah. it's it's yeah it's it's very much the same boat as you it's like you, you've got your thing that you're focused on and and for you that's obviously been your your art school course which we'll definitely get into a little bit in a little bit um and and there is just no time and it's it's difficult to split your focus in that way as well when you're that immersed in in a project yeah yeah and business yeah. and your family it just uh yeah life you know life happens <laughs> so, life. <laughs> uh, happen. when you're younger you, when you're younger freelance is definitely more it's more something that's possible you know you have you have a lot of free time it's almost the the, the, the decision between going to party or doing some freelance you know mm. making some freelance stuff it's a, it's an easier easier choice to make uh, but when it's to sacrifice time for something like in your family and then or sacrifice your work for that and yeah it doesn't make much sense yeah certainly um so i didn't know that you had worked on some comic books before mark this was something I found out recently in your uh, art school trailer. So it's nothing new. <laughs> so tell us uh, how you got into comics and and the story behind them, and yeah, whether or not we could still find them if they're out there. <laughs> we can definitely still find them. Uh, there aren't that many. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, a lot of the projects just didn't you know didn't pan out. Uh, but yeah. there's, I think there's three that are published that you could find. Uh, one, um, <laughs> one that's called Brahman. Um, it is, it is just as it sounds. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it was like a, like a comedy comic thing. Um, there's this website a long time ago. It's called least I could do. I think, I don't know if they're still around, probably not, but, uh, they were, they were like publishing, I think daily, daily comics on their websites. And then they start. They they wanted to do a you know, like this one this one big project. Or starting, they wanted to start a comic, something that's uh, that that people could buy. You know, just not something that's free on their website. And so yeah, they reached out. Uh, that was the the only the only uh, the only ones that reached out to me directly. The other ones, um, the other ones was uh, what was it called? I think it was, yeah, Twin Twin Blades was the name of the comics. That uh, not, cool. Again, you know nothing nothing famous nothing like popular it was super underground but i found that gig on a, a forum somewhere i think it was like um some sort of yeah some sort of like weird forums where people would just uh write down their their projects and people could apply directly like some super super ghetto you know like you just go there and then you, you reach to them via email there's no like system or anything like that it was really just you go there and you contact the people that posted something and then if it works out great and uh, yeah so i initially you know I, I was doing commissions for a while and commissions i mean it's individual people individual uh you know, um yeah in, individuals that are paying you so they don't have that that much money so there's always a cap to the amount that you can charge for commissions and i was starting to do a bunch of them but i wanted to do yeah to make you know to work on bigger projects something that's not just a one-off and so comics i don't know i don't even know why i, I went to that in the first place but I think it was kind of random. I found this this forum. I'm like, oh, oh shit! I can actually apply to this, and then maybe they'll give me the gig. And then you know they would write kind of like the the budgets that they have and all that stuff. So for me back then, you know, it would be something like 500 bucks to to color an entire comic. Uh, not great, but uh, <laughs> you know, to me that was a lot of money. Like then I was a teenager, so I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I want to do that. And yeah. so I applied to all of them, I think, and then one replied. 
and that was Twin Blades. And so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. So you were a teenager when the, when that ca- that kind of work started coming in for you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, late towards. I think the the comics was when I was um, sixteen or towards the almost almost seventeen. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So being an artist was something that you knew that you wanted to be, that you wanted to get into. Like, was it the kind of thing you just couldn't walk away from or see yourself walking yeah. away from? I knew, I knew for sure that I wanted to be an artist, but I had no idea, like, what to do as an artist. You know, I didn't know what was possible. I didn't know. It's almost like I just tackled it blindly. Um, I saw that there was some progress on Debian Arts. The only, the only thing that kept me going, really, uh, when I was a little bit older was, was Debian Arts and, and those, those uh, online forums that, uh, that I was on. And so, you know, just seeing more and more followers, more, it was, you know, the thing that was growing, the, 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 my, my website, not website, but my, my page was growing. There was more and more views on it. And so that was the, yeah, the, the main, the main indication that there might be something, you know, if I keep doing this, it's growing, it might lead to something. I didn't know what, but mm. that's kind of just how I approached it. Totally, man. That's really, really cool. And again, similar situation i was drawing all the time but i didn't really know how i was going to make it work but i had faith that it would work somehow and i think you got to have a lot of that as an artist yeah what were you on so you said uh, conceptart.org uh, um that was pretty much it right back then deviant conceptart.org um i had a few uh blog blogs up at the time i was kind of writing like a a development diary so i'd whatever i was learning i would kind of write about it and i didn't really have any idea about seo or anything back then i was just kind of i guess well, i saw it as a way of getting myself out there and mm-hmm. also being able to analyze my my progress along the way it was really good to kind of lay it out figure out yeah. where i was at and just like a diary get it off my chest a little bit talk about my struggles and that kind of thing so that was really old blog and other than that, I mean, I think that Facebook was only just coming in at the time. So um, I wasn't really on that at the, or established on there at all. No mm-hmm. one probably knew about me. I, I wasn't on YouTube until probably toward the, the end of my first year in uni okay. when I started just making tutorials. I'd, I'd seen some by... Um, uh, what was he, he called? Uh, Darken. Do you, have you heard of him yeah, before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's done a few uh, magic cards and, and that kind of thing. But I saw mm-hmm. some videos by him. And I'm like, oh, I could I could make some of these. My artwork sucked at the time. But I thought, mm-hmm. hey, why not? And the videos sucked as well. But that's kind of what introduced me to the process of making videos. And yeah. So that's about that's it. Right, yeah. That's the, the places that I was and... Yeah, I'm trying to remember how I started doing videos. Uh, I think it started from from Deviant Art probably, because I saw that the, you know, like my following was growing, and I yeah, like you, the, there was this YouTube thing. So I'm like, oh, what is that? You know, people posting cat videos on that, yeah. um, and I started to see a bunch of yeah, a bunch of other artists starting to to share like uh, you know like speed paints and, and uh, like time lapse videos. So I think that's how I started just uploading a couple of speed paints and and for the longest time and there's just nothing but i i had all the backing from Debian art so i would i would direct everybody you know hey want to check out my new youtube channel so in that sense it kind of picked up 
quickly because I had a, like a good following to kind of direct to that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think it was much later that I started to do tutorials. Much, much later. Yeah, you, you certainly built your brand very successfully, Mark. It was over a long time, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's almost like you see... And I feel like we almost had it easier just from a uh, like psychological point, no, psychological perspective, in the sense that now you you have so much like uh, you have access to so much so much good art everywhere you know you just open your phone and you swipe and it's just masterpiece 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 all the time and <laughs> True. back then you had to really you had to kind of look for it and there weren't that many because not that many people were posting online and so it didn't feel like as as big of a world if maybe so it yeah. felt like it was maybe more accessible so in a way like more motivating um totally so it stand out a bit yeah. more exactly and like now now it's i think i feel like it's easier to get discouraged you know i'm not surprised when i hear artists that they're uh, you know they're they're looking through instagram like i'll never be able to to do any of this and you know it's almost like well the people that are doing that they've been doing it for you know 10 plus years or you know, all the all the all the good ones you know so it's almost like you don't see all the history behind it and so you can't really like gauge what it takes to get there and you can't really I don't know. I feel like it's really hard for younger younger artists because of that. I yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's it's good as a an ex established artist to discuss that and to share what has gone into the the process of developing your skill set, especially for, for uh, uh, instructor slash artists like us, because I think one of the thing that can throw students off a lot of the time is if your demonstration is like too good and too like crazy amazing then the learning artist is just gives up like before they get into it because it's just so outside the realm of of where they feel they can they're at with their artwork and possibly even where they can get to yeah i mean you've probably heard that you know on your arts many times but you know when they say that you make it look easy i feel like yeah that's uh yeah i guess maybe but it's not you know it's almost something i don't know maybe that's something i should add to all my videos now like yeah that would you know like <laughs> mention just a chapter to that exactly because <laughs> um, you, you won't see that you know when you when you're browsing art you don't see all the stuff everybody's everybody's had a rough time doing doing their their good paintings or doing their drawings it looks good in the end but they struggled through it through it all i'm sure like i do yeah yeah, I think that's it's probably one of the biggest thing that holds a an up and coming artist back. Actually, is just mm -hmm. the the lack of belief or, or lack of faith that that you can have and and that can discourage you a lot. Like for me, one thing that that brought me through the doubt and the despair along the way was just knowing that if this amazing artist who I, inspires me and I look up to can do it, and he's got like two arms and two eyes and two legs and he's you know he's made of the same stuff as me then i got to be able to do this too it's got to be possible exactly yeah. yeah cool so uh well let's let's get into the 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 big the big topic probably one of the things you're most famous for as as far as your uh, port, uh, portfolio and and your resume goes which is your time at blizzard mark yeah. Yeah, that was that was fun. Um, so it was, yeah. Blizzard has always been 
um, like a dream. You know, when I was younger, I would, I would, uh, I mean, I was a big Diablo, um, Warcraft one, Warcraft two, Warcraft three player, uh, Diablo, basically all their games. Um, and when I was a teenager, I was completely addicted to World of Warcraft. And so, uh, when I started to work in Montreal, um, you know, I thought, I thought that was, that was pretty much it. You know, I didn't, I, I dropped out of school too, so I didn't have a degree. And if you don't have a degree, it's kind of hard to work in other countries uh, because, you know, just the visa process, it requires it usually. And so I was pretty, yeah, pretty set on just, yeah, you know, I'll just work in Montreal. It's it's pretty good there. There's a lot of, a lot of different game companies. I had, uh, had bought a house um, right next to work. And so not, not a house, it was a small, small apartment. Um, but uh, yeah, like I was, I was set, you know, this is when this was going to be it. I was just going to live in Montreal and then. And then I think uh, a little before two years of uh, of working there, I get this email um, by one of the recruiters from from Lizard, and uh, yeah, they they saw my Deviant art and they're like, hey, it was really good. You want to do a, you want to do a test to work on on the new team uh, that uh, we're developing for this new you know unannounced MMORPG. And so yeah, I couldn't really believe it when I got the email. I really <laughs> remember it very very vividly. It's um, amazing. I was, yeah, I was at work and then I got the email and then, uh, I wasn't at work actually. I was on lunch with my friends and, and then I get this email I'm like, oh crap, is this real? And so I think the first thing I replied is, you know, I, I'm, you know, I don't have a degree. I don't have anything. So there's no way for me to work there. I always dreamed of it, but it was more like a, more like an empty dream, you know, like, ah, wouldn't it be nice kind of thing. Um, they always thought it was going to be impossible. And so. The, the reply I got is, oh, no, like for Canadians, it's, for Canadians, it's really easy to get a visa. Um, so that's not a problem at all. Just come over. We'll do the, we'll, we'll do the interview in person and, and we'll see, you know, we'll see how it goes. And so, yeah, it obviously it went, went well. And uh, not long after that, I ended up uh, moving. <laughs> so moved to the U.S. and started working there. I worked at Blizzard for about eight years. So the, f- uh, the, five, the, the first five years there were on that, on that new team. I think I was employee number 31 or something like that uh, second artist on the team and uh, it was yeah that was that was the best time i've had you know ever in my career because it was it was the start of a project so they didn't really have much you know they had just started to work on it i think it hadn't even been a year that they were in in pre-prod and so there was not that much art and so it was all everything left to create pretty much so i joined as a uh, technically i was a 3d artist but the like uh, my 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 position the, the position that they offered me was a 3d artist but i joined as a concept artist and so i did that for a long time uh, <laughs> i did that i did that for a very short time uh complete mm-hmm. opposite and for like maybe i don't know like six months i was doing a lot of the concepts for, for different different characters different races different um uh yeah you know whatever mostly characters and then uh then i switched to 3d because i had done and that's yeah that's another thing that's kind of weird about my career is that i i always start my i always started my job my positions as a concept artist and then transition to 3d somewhere along the way hmm. and the same happened at blizzard 2. um so yeah the transition to 3d and then start doing that and i've i liked that better for some reason like i, I don't think i'm i'm cut out for uh, for being a concept artist in-house because it's just too much pressure and yeah. it's really like I need to pace myself with that. Like I can burn out really, really quickly. And so 3D for me was more of a, yeah, like a, some part of the process is creative, of course, you know, uh, translating a 2D concept into a 3D, but 
there's a lot of technical bits to it too, which is a little, little more relaxing. It's almost like, like rendering your drawing or, or working on your, uh, your inks, you know? So the drawing is all there. It's just it's technical, right? So you just need to clean it up, make it look nice. And so there's a lot of that. So that's kind of what appealed me and appealed to me. And I did that for, for the rest of my time there, pretty much. I would, I would always do a little bit of 2d, but it was mostly, mostly just 3d. And so, yeah, the first five years there were amazing, you know, like amazing team, like an international team, people from all over the world working on this one project, this new project from, from Blizzard and was going to be the, the next big thing. So yeah, everybody was super stoked. And then, um, and then, yeah, like towards the, to uh, like the year four, uh, I think it didn't, you know, it didn't work out too well. Uh, I think just uh, direction, art direction wasn't wasn't really, really there. Uh, the gameplay was kind of all over the place. And so they decided to kind of reset the project. You know, that's when uh, that's when they kind of rebuild the team for what is now Overwatch. But uh, they didn't rebuild anything really. It was just they to ship most of the team to other teams at, at Blizzard and then kept kind of like a few people and then kind of started from that you know picked the picked up the the, the the scraps left and right and kind of put it together into a, like a simpler game something that's just like you know like a, sh a shooter game an fps game and that's what overwatch ended up being but yeah so after 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 that time um they they cut all the artists and so i was one of one of them obviously and so i went on to work on uh, heroes of the storm and starcraft 2 uh, legacy of the void so i did a few characters there and a bunch of characters on heroes and then and then the team you know i had a good time but it's almost like i was coming off of the off of the best team ever you know the the best job i've ever had in my life to then oh yeah i'm not going to be shipping that game i guess so the the five years that i worked on that project they're gone uh, i'm never going to be able to show anything because under nda and nothing's released and they they, they you know quote unquote crap the game anyway so uh, they might always reuse. They might always reuse concepts, you know. So that's why I can I can never show anything that I did in those five years. So that was, uh, <laughs> was another. That sucked. Uh, and yeah. the the thing also that I didn't say is that when I was working in Montreal, also I didn't ship anything there. I was on like a, a um, uh, how do you say? Uh, it was kind of a like a small team that were developing demos, you know, things that could potentially eventually develop into a game. But it was just, you know, like trying different things left and right, developing their next gen engine. So there was no game really there to ship. And so after two years there, five years at Blizzard, so seven years in total, and then moving on to a different team, still hadn't shipped a single game in my life. So yeah, I kind of after that, you know, it was more like I said another maybe like two and a half years on Heroes, working on uh, yeah Heroes and and, and Void. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was just. It wasn't as cool, you know. I shipped heroes, so that's that. But uh, yeah, the team wasn't wasn't as fun, and uh, it wasn't as as open. It was already like a production, so it was just okay. Now we create, create, create. There wasn't as much creativity involved, and I really missed that. So it's almost I got unlucky, you know. I started from the the best possible position I could have, and then not downgraded, but eventually worked on something that's just it's not as cool. So it's when when you're in the same position, when you're working for the same company for all these years, there's always a little bit of, of routine that settles in. And it hadn't, it hadn't settled in after, after the first five years yet, but it really started, you know, after that. And so it was just, yeah, you, know, you go to work, you know, you work on characters, so it's still fun. Um, but it was, just, you know, the same, you know, another one, another character, another character, another character. There's always, always new challenges, but definitely not as much. 
And, uh, and then that's around the time also that I had my two kids. And so there was that, you know, kind of calling me home all the time. And on Heroes, there was a lot of overtime. And so all of that kind of, you know, created like this big mix um, of frustration where I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't work on my own things because I'm always doing overtime. I can't, you know, I can't spend time with my kids. So that sucks. You know, there's, there's their babies. And uh, yeah. And then my other projects also were kind of taking off. You know, I had just started QBrush. I had my YouTube channel. I was working out pretty good. So I had kind of a, a really, really nice exit route that was, uh, that was right there. And so. Mm. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it, it still must have been so uh, so difficult, so scary to take this Definitely. dream job yeah. that that was. If you if you looked from the the outside in, it's like you, you it would it's anyone would be so lucky to be where you were, and then to yeah. leave that and yeah, a lot of and people... put all your bets on Cube Brush must have been difficult. Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean. It, yeah, it was difficult because I probably would have would have done it much sooner, you know, if if it hadn't been if if Blizzard hadn't been this great, uh, probably would have done it, you know, right after right after Titan kind of stopped, right after the first projects got uh, got reset. Mm. But um, and also at that time, you know, the visa that I had, which added another another kind of layer of complexity to this whole thing. But I I was uh, tied to the to the company, so if for any reason I got laid off, you know, at any time. I didn't obviously i ended up working on the heroes but it was just kind of a uh like a a warning uh if you're if you're ever laid off you have a family here but you need to go back home (laughs) so scary yeah so that was that was that too so yeah it was it was a combination of different things right so it was the the fatigue at blizzard kind of the routine i was settling in the the lack of challenge the, the lack of artistic challenge and also there's just job security uh, not not even job security but just family security uh, just being able to stay in the country until i get a green card which i do now so not that's all good but uh yeah and then and then kids at home and then the business taking off youtube so it got it got progressively harder um to to stay at blizzard and i really waited until the last the last possible minutes you know like uh I didn't want to leave really i wanted to be able to do both for as long as i possibly could if mm-hmm. i could um and so that's what i did you know i did it until the limit the limit where i wasn't sleeping at all and oh, it was wow. just, you know, i was just like a zombie at work so i'm like all right this is not working out uh, i gotta make a call and then i made the call that's more secure for my family basically yeah. not really in a way because I, I was losing the big salary but it was more secure uh in the sense that i don't depend on a, another party Yep. to be able to feed my family so yeah it was super scary okay. definitely super scary it's definitely definitely rough but it's almost like i had to yeah I, I can totally relate relate with that having control over something like uh you know it's funny because a business it, it's everything is riding on on you of course but it feels like it's it's the the better of of two evils almost it's like you're almost at the whim of of your employer if you're working at a studio for somebody else mm-hmm. um and yeah the business might not work out and you can't predict that how that's going to go 100% but it feels like you've got just a bit more control over that you can foresee what's coming next a little bit easier 
Exactly. Like knowing it's, uh, yeah, I guess it must be the same feeling as uh, like being an executive, you know, at uh, one of those big studios. You know, you know the state of the company, you know the state of the studio. So you, I guess you feel more secure. You know, you don't have kind of like that, uh, yeah, that, that thing hanging over your head where you might lose your job at any time. If, if, the, if the leaders screw up and, and the game doesn't work out and they run out of money, then you know it's not something that you did it's just you gotta go they don't have money to pay you anymore yeah so it's brutal <laughs> so um one thing, so one thing that i want to add to this yeah. is just that they they were really nice you know about about me leaving so it's uh you know i had uh, the, the last interview that i had with was uh was with uh sammy samwise and which was uh, the art director on heroes and you know he's like you know if it doesn't work out i hope it will but if it doesn't work out, it can always come back. So I had this cushion too, um, which was, you know, a big help psychologically to to have. You know, I know that I'm taking this jump here, but if anything works, if if anything happens, I can always go back. So that was that was something that was really nice. Yeah, absolutely. That a lot of people don't have. Yeah. It's great to leave on a good foot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you jumped into Cube Brush full time after that? Yeah. Brush and YouTube, which was uh, like a, a big, I guess, way to advertise Qbrush. Yeah. But uh, yeah, after that, it had been running for when I left. I think it had been like a year since since the uh, Qbrush launched. So it was starting to grow, and at the time I was handling all customer support by myself, and so yeah, it was just taking a lot of time. So yeah, that's what I started to do to do full time. At the same time. It's you know it's something that I could I could barely manage to to do QBrush and and uh, my full time job at Blizzard. So with the Blizzard gig out of the picture, suddenly I had you know I had a lot of extra time. So that's you know that's why I spent some of that time working on YouTube, and then uh, and then yeah the rest the rest was just focused on the business to to try and accelerate that now that I had more time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's cool. just like a lot of promotion, a lot of like hiring and. Yeah, just wow. business, you know, no art related, which, which is, uh, which is why I kept doing the YouTube stuff because I need that. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's another, another challenge. So yeah, I was up totally, for it. totally. I'm, I'm waiting for that, that part of the, uh, the business to hit me actually when I'm doing more business stuff and and less art because I've been lucky in the way that somehow I've been able to maintain. The majority of my time just doing art and then the best, you know, yeah. maybe i'm not getting enough customers complaining or something or or enough customers <laughs> at all <laughs> it's probably a bad <laughs> sign um but but was it difficult uh not just being an artist anymore but now being an instructor when you jumped over to cube brush was yeah. that a different transition it- it was a slow transition too so it kind of it was gradual so i, I think i kind of just yeah, like eased into it nicely. Um, I started doing like short tutorials while I was still working at Blizzard. So I had, I think, a good a good two years of practice before before I was on my own doing them. And it's yeah, the beginning. I mean, the, the first ones were, were horrible. Obviously, you know, <laughs> you don't know anything. Your audio setups the worst, and so yeah, the quality was terrible. But but I had a good a good online following thanks to thanks to Deviant Art. So yeah people put up with me i guess uh enough and it kept growing and it was i think i don't know i don't remember back in the day it's been a long time but i think it was like one of the very few 
cha uh, channels that were just teaching other artists. So back then, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, maybe like five or six that were doing that. So it was, yeah, there was a lot of possibilities. And, yeah. and, and yeah, and then going from, from YouTube to just bigger tutorials and like more in-depth content, I think it was, yeah, it's pretty, pretty natural transition. It's almost something that I wish I could do on YouTube, but it just takes so much time, you know, and people on YouTube, they want they more, they want more content more often. So it's always like shorter videos, more, more to the point, like targeting one particular thing. And then, yeah, and then seeing the response, you know, it's, it's exciting when people, when people are happy. Uh, and then when, when they learn stuff and when they get better as a result, I'm like, oh, oh crap, I have, I can, I can do this, you know, I can, I can help. That's, that's awesome. And I just wanted to, to try to, yeah, maybe help, help more. So like better tutorials, more in depth, you know, going, uh, covering more, more different topics um, and with a bad, better structure so that people can learn even more as a result. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, that's kind of how it started. I'm curious how, how it started for you. Uh, how did it start for me with the instructing and stuff? Yeah. Um, was it that's cool? And then you transitioned to... Yeah, it was interesting because uh, as soon as I had graduated from my games course, it just so happened that uh, one of the lecturers that, that had been teaching me for the last two years uh, was leaving. And he had asked me what my plans were when I, after I graduated and whether or not I'd be interested in taking over his role as a, as a teacher. And okay. so I kind of just luckily that fell in my lap and I was really shy dude. Like I hated public speaking and I was massively <laughs> introverted. So this was one of the biggest ways that I think I could grow as a person and and really uh jump into something that i was passionate about and i, I was just scared as hell to to do it and yeah i would be too. and so along the way i was the good thing about teaching was that it was kind of on a casual basis so some sometimes you'd have classes and and sometimes you wouldn't uh there were times when i was teaching like three classes in a row and i'd be teaching from nine in the morning till nine at night and then other times, it'd be like teaching three hours a day, and that was great too. Uh, different pay rates, uh, different types of classes, and somehow I'd always found myself having work with that, but it did give me enough leniency to kind of jump into freelance work and, and ca other casual work in various studios around in, in Melbourne yep. here. Mm -hmm. And so I got got to try my hand at that and, and work with different teams there just on very small projects. Um, but that was, that was really cool as well. So over, over eight years or so and doing the YouTube stuff, I managed to really figure out a way to break down what I was saying. I could bounce the, the way I was breaking things down off of my students and, Looked to see whether or not they were understanding it, whether they were able to apply it, and I was learning from that. And so that's kind of how I developed my ability to not just do art, but also to teach as well, which I that's think is, you know, they're two disciplines almost separately on their own. Yep. Yeah, um, teaching is not, you know, if you're a good artist, it doesn't mean you can teach at all. And I mean, I was, I was, I was that probably for the longest time, you know, at the beginning, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I never taught anybody. So 
It was more like, hey, here's what I'm doing. And then I guess it was a little bit helpful to see to see that. But definitely, you know, it took me a couple of years, a lot of feedback uh, to, to adjust my, my, my teaching style, to, to learn how to really break down, you know, complex ideas into simple things and simple concepts so that, so that people can actually, you know, learn from it, not just watch and and be impressed, but actually learn to do it themselves too. But yeah, totally. It's completely different. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, I, I've, I really loved your, uh, it was one of your first courses that you put out and it was on uh, character design. I think it was the first character design one that you yeah. did and it had the front view and the back view of the lady. Um, yeah. and I've, I've bought a few others as well, but I have to say that even though they were like they were good in and of themselves, I learned a ton from them. I thought they were fantastic, but you've really stepped up in your recent videos. Your instructor game and and your art is just as good as it ever was as well. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's better. <laughs> I've been doing yeah. it for what, almost six years now, so I would hope that I see you know progress not only in my art but in my teaching style too but yeah it's it's yeah one one doesn't equal the other one definitely not i i re, you know i often rewatch my my earlier stuff and i always cringe quite a lot um <laughs> yeah it's just you know like looking at your old art it's like looking at your old teaching style like oof wow people were following that yeah almost a shame that you money for that oh totally absolutely i am um, it's funny cuz uh, I found out that uh, I'm great at like doing YouTube videos. Like so easy for me to just knock out a YouTube video, upload it, awesome, do the voiceover for it, whatever. But then when it comes to actually doing like a, a paid lesson or a paid course, like the nerves yeah. kick in because of the the amount of all of a sudden the, the pressure comes in and yeah, and people are gonna pay you for this. So yeah, exactly. It better be good. <laughs> exactly. And then it, it's like I gotta do it like half a million times to just just get it out of my mouth because i'm yep. so nervous oh, but... same. yeah yeah <laughs> same editing. situation for you oh yeah 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 i mean i'm super introvert i mean i, I not super introvert i'm like uh, an extroverted introvert i yeah. guess that's the best way to put it. so if you know with friends and people that i know or, or if it's a subject that i know very well you know i have no problem talking in front of people but but any other scenarios where when there's strangers and and things that i don't know I yeah I have a it's very draining. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's the same thing when when I record. It's almost like I know there's nobody there, but it almost feels like there is because there will be eventually. And so uh, yeah, I would. I mean, you should see my timelines. You know, in my my in Premiere when I edit, it's so <laughs> like it'll take me I don't know like an hour an hour long of of audio to end up with a video that's like 10 minutes oh no way i didn't realize that you um you did that much editing i thought you just kind of riffed and and hope for the best nope. <laughs> wow that's really cool yeah. so uh two years on art school so I, wa I want you to tell tell us a little bit about art school well tell us everything mm -hmm. actually yeah. i mean that must have been a heck of a uh grueling two years if if yeah, what yeah. you just said about the editing process is anything to go by yeah yeah editing was it's by far the yeah that one that, that was rough and also yeah anyways i'll start from the beginning yeah uh, give us so, the whole lowdown yeah man so i 
the the idea started when I was it, it started after I worked on a lot of different tutorials. So I had you know my store in Kubrush by that time. Um, I had been uh, working from home, you know, away from Blizzard for for a year when I started it, and. Yeah, I've been worked. I, I've worked on a lot of different, a lot of different tutorials, some bigger courses. It's almost like it was, it's like a natural trajectory for it. But I had worked initially on, on you know, like the, the, the tutorial that you mentioned on one particular skill, and then another, and then another, and then eventually I started to work on um, like ultimate career guides. So that was definitely more in depth. It would be uh, so. I did two of those. I did one. The first one was for 2D, so it was how to become a concept artist, and like everything that the job requires, how to get the job, uh, the different things that you would do on on a, like on a game dev team, kind of projects that you would go through and then going through kind of a similar uh, demo project. And so that's those courses, they, you know, the first one, I think, I don't remember the time, but it was yeah, like 20. Um, no, the first one was maybe like eight hours. And then the second one I did for 3D art, this one was much bigger. Uh, just because 3D takes more time, but I think the that tutorial or that 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 course took like 45 hours. Wow. Um, it was a 45-hour course, so it took I don't know how I don't know I don't know how long it took to make, but it was a 45-hour course, so that was that was a pretty big one. It was it was the biggest one so far, so it's almost like I saw that and I saw the response. You know, there's a good, like a lot of res- a lot of positive feedback for that because there was really uh, I mean other than going to a traditional school, kind of what you did, right? Going through like a game art game art uh, program that was the only the other alternative and so so yeah it worked out really well and then i realized that yeah there's a lot of people that you know they don't they might not want to spend the kind of money that you would need to spend to go to to university to learn this stuff and that was kind of my first glimpse when i when i released those first two ultimate guides because there was a lot of a lot of interest for it and so after that's more like well what can i do how can i top that um well what if i do a school or what if i do a program for everything mm-hmm. <laughs> at first i thought about it I'm like yeah no way i'm gonna do that <laughs> it's gonna take me forever that's stupid um and then and then yeah so that it's i just started to think about it after you know after doing those two big ones and then uh yeah like a couple months passed by working on small other small tutorials kind of in between i had just done a big one so i was you know i was taking it easy but then almost like uh almost like with kids you know like you have one and then you forget how bad it was so you have another one uh it was, it was kind of the same thing with that i had completely forgotten how how much work it had been to create that that ultimate guide and then yeah i'm like oh i had to, I, I remember thinking about you know doing that art school thing a program for everything um yeah that's a good idea i'll, I'll try that i guess and so I started to work on that. And the idea was a lot, a lot smaller at the beginning. So it's going yep. to be maybe like, a, like 50 hours. You know, that's kind of what I was aiming for. Just a little bit more than the previous big project I'd worked on, which was 45. And this one was going to be a bunch of, a bunch of, a bunch of classes, you know, covering a bunch of different fundamentals and shorter classes. So it's almost like introductory classes for everything so like a short introduction to perspective short introduction to gesture drawing short introduction to this and that and in my mind that was something that okay yeah it's going to take some time but it's not that bad you know i I did it so i can clearly do it again it's just going to be uh, i'll I'll just need to brush up on a couple of things left and right you know make sure that i everything is fresh in my memory so that i can can explain it properly but um 
but then so yeah so i announced it you know that's what i had in mind going into it and then uh and then the response was really good and like way better than all my previous courses and that's awesome. kind of when i'm like uh well maybe maybe people will be disappointed you know if they if they find out it's just an i had written it but i don't know i mean maybe they they, they maybe what people would think that it's, it should be more in depth or and i don't know it's just like my <laughs> i don't know what it is but i don't know like anxiety about it oh, yeah. uh, people I are not gonna like it they're gonna, leave, they're going to leave like negative feedback if it's not if, if it's not great and so and so yeah then it started from that and as i saw like the pre-orders kind of coming in i'm like oh crap i really need to do something good for this and so yeah it just expanded 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 and then eventually uh after after I started to work on it, like working on the first term. And it's also, there's this part of that, you know, just anxiety about the response, but also I felt like I couldn't really go, I couldn't really explain the topics as well as I, I wanted to with the limited amount of time. And so, yeah, like classes that were supposed to take one hour ended up taking four and going much more in depth into the topics. And uh, and all the classes eventually ended up being like being that way. So the first term was like eight something hours and so if I had 10 terms to go through, yeah, clearly, you know, I was going to bust my 50 hour like initial plan. And so, so yeah, just that, that's kind of what it became. It just became this, this much bigger project. And I kind of, <laughs> I was, I was forced, not forced into it, obviously, but it's almost like, uh, I couldn't escape. So <laughs> I just, I just had to do it. All right. Now it, it needs to be really, really good. And yeah, it, it took, it took a long time, <laughs> two years. Um, but, uh, yeah, at the same time, it was good and bad. So there's, there's a lot of negative uh, attached to the project in the sense that like, I, I neglected my own art one, uh, when, I, when I worked on that for those two years. So like my, my online fame, you know, what I was relying on for, for my online store, uh, like my YouTube channel took a, took a big dive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it hurt a lot to do that. Uh, but at the same time, now you know now that i'm done i see that more as a like a like a leveling up like timeout almost because to teach those classes there was a lot there was a lot that i didn't i didn't know enough to teach well to teach to the level that i wanted this this class to be at so i had to go through a lot of books to to study a lot of stuff to really bring up my own fundamentals you know up a notch to be able to teach it and so yeah for those two years i just I studied like crazy, you know, and teaching and studying and teaching and studying. And when you're teaching, it forces you to study better because you because people are going to be on the receiving end of that. And so it puts that extra pressure to, to really retain the information. And so, so yeah, those two years, they, they were rough uh, financially, too, because yeah, it hurt my store, you know. Oh. Um, but um, yeah, because, yeah, again, like online fame, you know, that that's what I, I was living on pretty much. And so now that that took a dip, uh, yeah, it was it was it was hard for a couple a couple bits left and right. But at the same time, I had the backing of you know, the, the company, so it 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 was okay in the end. But yeah, now I'm just rebuilding that, uh, so I'm happy. I'm happy that I can just spend more time on my own art. But also, I'm really really happy to have done it just for the the level up that I went through, and also yeah for the end product. <laughs> I'm actually pretty proud of how it ended up. Oh yeah, you must be so proud after spending two years on something like that. With that, yeah, I yeah, I'll go for it. <laughs> no, go on, go on. I was gonna say, yeah, I had never. I was a little bit nervous too, very nervous at the beginning because I had never spent that long on anything. 
um, the longest that I like even my bigger tutorials, my bigger courses before was were make make three months. I think that was the maximum that I spent on one. And so to yeah, to to have all of this like listed and knowing that I need to go through all of that and, and you know study up on all the subjects a lot so that I can teach them and it, I didn't know that I could do it. So that's why at the beginning was really cheap <laughs> like pre-orders were dirty i'm like yeah, yeah you guys are you know you're betting on this it's you're gambling just just let you know uh <laughs> i was gambling with it too i didn't know and totally. yet yeah, to know to finish something that that took two years yeah never done that in my life until now so wow. that's pretty good <laughs> and uh how did you keep your motivation strong throughout those two years were there times where you just wanted to give up on it and do something else it must have yeah, been. Yeah, I mean, many times. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a roller coaster for sure. You know, um, I am I'm a very lazy person, I guess, <laughs> uh, which I, in a way makes me a good entrepreneur because I I find shortcuts so that I don't have to work as much, and everything everything is more not a, uh, like well oiled. Um, so whenever you know, for for QBrush, for example, whenever there's a bug that keeps coming back, you know, we we add a feature that solves it for everyone in the future and it's always the same thing so uh with with that um yeah i don't know it was i had like a lot of a lot of pressure i i hate the the the, the fear of failure that's really big for me um i really don't like to take risks and I was kind of forced into that one. Um, no, I wasn't forced again. I keep saying that, but like I forced myself. Yeah. Um, and it's almost what I needed to do to get through it. Because if there's no pressure, I probably won't do it. Um, so knowing that so many people are waiting, so many that there's so many pre-orders, you know, people that paid for it already, they they gave me the money. So now yeah. I need to do my part. I don't have a choice. You know, I I just don't. And so it was. Eh, it was yeah, a lot of up, ups and downs. So I think I realized like halfway through the process after that, the second half worked was, was a lot better, but the first half I was dedicating a hundred percent of my time to that or a hundred percent of my, my time away from business and not much for my own art. So the first year of the progress uh, of the, the program was really, uh, yeah, like tough. Like I burned out, you know, throughout, uh, at the halfway point, I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. And I realized that it's because I hadn't really done anything for myself. I hadn't, uh, worked on personal art all that time. And that was really something that was missing when I started to do it again at the halfway point, like after term five, then everything started to, to come back alive almost like, Oh, that's, that's a fuel that was, that I was lacking. And yeah, I totally. completely forgot. Is that where the Crema Island came in? Was it? I was a little bit later, but yeah, I started yeah. to get back into arts and then, and then it was, it was part of the terms, you know, in the, in the later terms, I think it starts at term six, six, seven, eight, no, uh, term seven, eight, nine. Yeah. That's when you work on, that's when uh, students work on their personal project. And I figured, well, I'm just going to work on my own project. Why not? You know, they're doing it. I'll do it along with them. And yeah, that's, that's when it started. But yeah. That was, that was a huge drive to motivation and yeah. That's super cool. And did it help to put this massive course out in individual terms along the way? It, yeah, it helped. I thought it would, I don't, I, I figured that some people might want to, to just buy some of the classes. Mm. Um, so I don't know, like the, the planning for it was initially, 
I thought it made sense, but in the end, not really. It ended up being something that allows people to pay for the course over time. Really, that's all it is. It's almost like a like a payment plan okay, for cool. the full program. So, yeah. So it didn't really work out but in the way it, that you uh, initially thought it would. No, I thought like the plan going into it was okay. I'll announce this, and then I'll release. You know, like each term, right? Term one, term two, term term three. And every time I release it, it's going to be like a new tutorial, like what I used to do before. So people are going to buy that, and it'll allow me to to survive throughout the whole thing. But really, <laughs> it didn't really happen that way. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, um, I thought that was that was a great idea. Because, I mean, uh, I thought so too. But <laughs> what's that? I thought so too. But yeah. <laughs> cool. So all right, uh, the art school as a whole is out now. Uh, so, mm -hmm. what are what's in store for students? What are they going to get out of it? What are they going to leave with once they've completed it? That kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, you know, the main the main goal with that when I started, of course, it was like a challenge. But at the same time, I, I'm from Canada, and so like over there, you know, the schooling system. Yeah, we pay more taxes, but uh, but these are, like everything is free, right? So that was a big that was a big shock when I came here to realize that oh. People have like student debt. I've never heard of that before. And to realize that, yeah, like schooling here is just so expensive that people take out loans. And like maybe I was just innocent, you know, in my little world and didn't really care about about how it works everywhere else. But coming here and realizing that that's the case for for pretty much every artist that are looking to, you know, to go to to go to school to learn that stuff. And they have to, yeah, it's just like the price is ridiculous here. And so. A lot of my a lot of my friends still are paying their student loans, and you know they're in like their late thirties, early forties, and a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of the the motivation came from that trying to yeah trying to to give a way for people that that don't have access to that or people that maybe you know they live in different countries where they don't they don't even have art school and. Uh, to, to give them a way to actually learn art and so the full program is just it's very very similar to what you would go through in uh, uh, like a bachelor of fine arts so i looked at a bunch of different i have i have friends that worked in different schools so i had them you know like fetch their, their curriculum so i could study them and, and see what they do in different orders and okay they do that this and that and i kind of you know took inspiration from from all of them and created a, a curriculum that in my opinion you know it starts starts really simple with all the basics so that people that have no no skills in art whatsoever they should in theory be able to to take that class and level up as fast as as they possibly could and that's another thing that didn't really exist um you know like schools always require an art test most of the time mm -hmm. you need to to at least have some skills you know to go to art school and it was really something that i i thought <laughs> it's kind of weird uh you're going to school to learn it why why you know makes no sense to, to need to be good at it already anyway so that was uh the, the the whole point of the class is to start from the very very basic so people learn you know the students that have no knowledge whatsoever of art they can they can slowly pick it up that way and they'll spend you know obviously they'll spend a little bit more time on the on the earlier terms where we focus more on foundation but every turn builds up on the previous one and so all the notions that we learn in like term one are applied then into term two uh for different different more challenging uh, things and then it kind of just builds up over time this way covering uh, as uh, 
hopefully everything that artists should need, you know, to, to be, to be successful artists. It's everything that, uh, that I know plus a lot more because, you know, throughout this process, I, yeah, I tried to try to learn as much as I possibly could fill fill the gaps in my knowledge. And by the end of the class, really, you know, you should have started from really, really basic fundamentals and then really reinforcing those along the way. And towards the end, we tackled topics that are way more advanced, you know, like uh, character art, full illustrations and that, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, the, the goal is a two year program. At least that's what I recommend. Uh, just to give you know to give people enough time to to really work on their skills, really work on their assignments, and at the end they should they should see significant improvement. Uh, and yeah, per, like, I don't know. Uh, I I haven't tried every single um, you know traditional schools out there, um, but uh, from this from the the stuff that I've seen so far from the students, you know, in the two years that I've started this, and and the the amount of progress that they've made. It's kind of giving me confirmation now that yeah, this actually it actually works really well, and uh, but yeah, anyway, so it's it's a full program like that. It's a hundred hours, ten terms. Uh, I think there's 31 different classes, so covering a wide range of topics. And uh, on top of that, you know, most classes have assignments too, so that you you know you know what to practice uh, after you learn those new skills. And I also do uh, weekly live streams with the students, so every every Saturday. Um, for like two to three hours, students can can hop on. They can submit their assignments or or their personal art doesn't matter. Whatever they want to submit, and then we go over it. And uh, yeah, I give I give as much feedback as I can uh, as I can to to all the people that that attend. And uh, yeah, the live streams have been going on for like seventy weeks now, um, and I plan to do those forever <laughs> probably really not but cool. for, for many years to come you know because it's kind of fun and it's it's forcing me all uh, always to just stay on top of my stuff um you know if i'm going to give feedback to people i need to know the content well so i'm always kind of reviewing what i've what i've thought and uh yeah it's, it's like good motivation for me too so i gain something out of it and uh i think it's pretty good value for the students too oh yeah so, in, yeah, in that, comparison yeah. to to the alternative absolutely yeah, as the alternatives here, you know, if you go to like a good art school, it'll cost you, you know, two hundred grand usually for the four years. Um, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And here in the states, art education is the most expensive education. Uh, maybe not like lawyers and doctors, but since you can get um, how do you call that? Uh, 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 what's the word? You know, when they when they pay you a certain amount of money just because you're good. Um, uh, forgetting the blank. Uh, I have no idea, actually. <laughs> but whatever, it's it's like they, yeah. you know, if you're top of the class, they'll give you, yeah. uh, they'll invite you to this this university, and they're like, okay, it's really expensive, but we're going to cover like half of it, uh, or we're going to cover three quarters of it, or something like that. So, yeah. uh, like lawyers, you know, and doctors, they're really good. They don't have to pay for the whole thing. Usually, they get they get help by the school. Uh, but when it comes to arts, it's really not much of that. So. Uh, yeah, if you know, artists, they end up paying a crazy amount of money and the placement is usually pretty bad. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, and then they can never pay back because <laughs> yeah. they don't make that much money. So it's, it's cra- It is crazy. And um, I think something which is really awesome, like I'm totally bought into the online courses that people like yourself create and, and obviously like <laughs> I create. The, the reason I love it and I'm so insp- inspired by 
those online courses is because of what they offer. And I think the, the fact that you do the live streams really bridges that gap between the student and the instructor really well, which is awesome. But also with the lessons themselves, the one thing you can't do in a live classroom environment is rewind the lesson and go back through it to listen to and look at all the things that you missed. And you miss so much real time the first time you go through something. Like, I think um, they did a study on it. Like, there's a, it's a really low percentage of auditory and visual information that you actually take in on the first run through. So the fact that you can go back through the video lessons in an online course and rewatch them and practice them as many times as you need to, even like months or years later, if you need that recap, you've always got it there. I think it's an amazingly valuable thing that that I'm not even sure if the depth of the, its value is, is fully realized by people, to be honest. Yeah, it's almost like you get a, a subscription to a, an art school, you know, like you can, you go, you go there, you do your full program, and then you can always go back. <laughs> it's almost like that. Yeah, totally. yeah. I'll take this class again. I completely forgot what I learned there. So I'll just go take it again. Of course, they don't allow that. But uh, yeah, online. Yeah. Why not? That's there it. And um, yeah. I, I actually, uh, so your, your art school has got perfect five stars, right? In the yeah, reviews. So That's super cool. And uh, me personally, what I've got to say about it, now I haven't got the whole thing. I haven't gone through the whole thing, but I've, I got the uh, character design term from it okay. and i went I'll through that and um i thought it was it was put together amazingly well and it, it really showed mm -hmm. your process not just um the the technical process that you went through but also the the concepts behind the decisions that you make along the way which is i think mm -hmm. you know that you know that higher level of understanding really goes a long way to uh, making sense of why you're making the decisions that you're making so yeah, really high quality, top notch stuff. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Oh, you're welcome. Um, yeah, no. Uh, if you want, I'll just uh, I'll send you the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'd I'd love to check it out, man. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been about it's been just over an hour, and I know you're a busy man, so so we better wrap it up. But um, right. where where can where can people find you, Mark, if they want to get in touch or like find out more information about your your products and and, and what you do? Yeah. So uh, for my online store on QBrush, it's just going to be uh, QBrush.co and uh, forward slash MB. So Mark Burnett MB. Uh, so super simple. And uh, other than that, you can find me on on social media everywhere. So. Uh, again, it's going to be Mark Brunet on Facebook. It's going to be um, Mark Brunet on Twitter, I believe. Yeah, uh, on Deviant Art, on uh, I'm on pretty much every portfolio website, um, and on Instagram, it's at uh, Blue Flay, so my old my old uh, nickname. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's pretty much it. But yeah, if you if you have you know like a any uh, anything business related, you can contact me always at my email, Mark at Qbrush.co. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Yeah, man. Well, I'll post the links below uh, wherever the, 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 this podcast episode is is posted so people will be able to access them easily. But yeah, awesome. man. Well, thanks for so much for, for joining us on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I've been waiting for a while, actually. I've It's always been in the back of my mind to, to get in touch with you about this podcast. You've always been so, someone that I wanted to interview. So well, I'm great. glad you did. Uh, 
yeah, had a really good time. So for thank sure. you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries. And uh, to those listening out there, thanks so much for being here once again. Um, if you'd like more comic art tips, tricks, and tutorials, be sure to check out www.howtodrawcomics.net. You'll find a bunch of written tutorials, videos, uh, the podcast, of course, and when you're ready to delve deeper into the art of comic book illustration, we've also got our course library. Until next time, keep on creating, keep on practicing, and I'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.